Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I am your host, Kim Smith, and we're on episode 120. Can't believe that, but we are. We are in the More Than Conqueror series, and we are talking today about our first personal giant, the giant of grief versus the Lord of Heaven's armies. As we look each week at the giants that we may face in life. Not every giant will be faced by everyone, except for this one. This one impacts all of us. Now, that does not mean that all of us confront a giant of grief that is the same size, the same intensity, or the same number of them. You know exactly what I mean. You may be listening to the sound of my voice, and the word grief sends a shudder through your entire body. Because you have recently dealt with the death of a loved one or two, We uh, are finishing out, I'm hoping we're finishing out, this season we we call the COVID pandemic. I am recording at the end of June in 2021. And as a world, we have been so often impacted by grief. Whether it be personal grief when it comes to having our own loved ones die in the midst of this COVID pandemic, we have the concern that they will die as a result of this pandemic, or you have been impacted primarily by this grief culture. One of the things being a bereavement coordinator for a hospice and especially working in a COVID unit for so long, For so many months, I refused to rate um, someone's possibility of complicated grief at a zero. And the reason I did was because I don't think at this point we have any idea the full impact living through this pandemic has hit us with. I think that we've been in resiliency mode, survival mode, so much so that we have taken on grief upon grief upon grief. So grief is not just about the death of a loved one. Grief can be the death of a dream. Grief can be the death of a career. It can be the death of livelihood. It can be the death of a relationship. And sometimes that type of grief can be even more painful than the death of someone you love because there are so many strings attached so often. Divorce is an obvious 
grief experience. One of my favorite grief counselors, and he has tremendous resources, is Dr. Alan Wolfelt. Dr. Alan Wolfelt is the founder of the Center of Loss and Transition out in Colorado. You can look up his website. And he has a, a bookstore that goes along with it. And so he's written, I have no idea how many books on grief. I used to, in my former hospice, I used to have multiple of his books sitting on my shelf because he had all these little smaller books that gave you a hundred ideas of how to deal with the grief of your spouse, the death of the grief of the death of your spouse or of children, uh, coping with the holidays. Each of those were individual books. He's written books on children and grief, but he eventually wrote a book that at least in many ways was similar to grief regarding a death, talking about the grief regarding divorce. No matter exactly what your giant of grief might look like, no one, no one knows exactly how you feel as a grief counselor. The, by far, the most harmful comment I have ever heard. And it's said each and every day across, definitely across the states, but I would think probably across the world, is when someone walks up to one of my bereaved and says, I know how you feel. Really? Like, are you serious? You do not. You may have experienced the death of someone you love. It might possibly be that the losses are similar. But you cannot know how another person feels. It's not possible. There are so many differences in the grief process. And if you can't tell, I am very passionate when I talk about grief. I have spent the almost 20 years now as a part of the grief support community. I am passionate about helping hurting people. And I am so thankful to be pointing out in this podcast that the giant of grief, no matter what form he may take in your life, he is no match to the Lord of Heaven's armies. We've been talking for the last few weeks about David and Goliath and, and just the fact that young David had such wisdom at his age. Part of that came from the experiences that he had already experienced with God. One of the reasons that David was so bold to take on this huge giant was because he had already seen God empower him to take on animals that there's no way he should have been able to manhandle, and yet he had been able to. He looked back on his experiences, and he's like, God got me through that. God can get me through this. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine to stand out there and taught the armies of the living God? And so in our focal verses for each of these weeks, um, as we look specifically at giants, 
you will see the information about the giant named Goliath. But each week, we're going to be looking at the giants you and I face. Goliath does not look the same in your life as he does in mine. And the giant of grief does not look the same. I have had my own grief experiences, and they have changed me. And I would not be here today if it were not for the grief experiences specifically of the deaths of my parents within about a two and a half year period. Their deaths changed me forever. And that impact will always be a part of who I am. And I don't want to lose that. Because I never, ever, ever want to lose the lessons that God taught me during the deepest of the darknesses. Do I still have difficulties at days? I do. We just passed Father's Day. It's a tough day. My mother's birthday just happened one more time without her here. We all know what it's like to be missing someone or many someones. And yet, if we allow that missing, if we keep staring at that door where they're not coming through in this life, and we stare so long, we will miss how God will use that experience. We will miss the relationships that we can have. Are they going to replace the ones that we've had with our loved ones who have gone on? No! But that does not mean that we can't have relationships. One of my favorite verses in all of Scripture, and on the bottom of my Sunday school email each and every week, we have 2 Corinthians 1.4. And it says, he comforts us in, our, in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Have you experienced the comfort of God in the midst of your grief experiences? I just, uh, God just keeps flashing me back to my own walks through the valley of the shadow of death. And just how near he was to me. I, you know, I didn't choose those walks. But I was born to my parents late in life. And therefore, my parents died when I was what would be considered fairly young. And that was all by God's design. You know, as I look back now and I think about just how God has used those experiences, I've been without my dad in my life for nearly half of my life. And yet I'm still here. And I have truly found, just as scriptures say, that God is a father to the fatherless. 
And I can use that to comfort others. God reminded me of a song that I had sung at my dad's service. It's probably one that you have never heard. Unless by chance you are a huge Kathy Tricoli fan from back in the day. But it is a song that God used in such deep ways as I walked through the impending death of my dad and then his death. The name of the song is How Would I Know? And I'm going to read to you some of the words and I'm going to put a link to the lyrics in the show notes. If it wasn't for the times that I was down, if it wasn't for the times that I was bound, for all the times that I wondered how I would ever make it through, all of the times I couldn't see my way and I had to turn to you, how would I know you could deliver? How would I know you could set free? If there had never been a battle, how would I know the victory? How would I know you could be faithful to meet all of my needs? Lord, I appreciate the hard times. Otherwise, how would I know? I wouldn't have known God in the way that I do now. I wouldn't have been able to bring comfort to others on a daily basis as they walk through their own grief journeys if I had not known that comfort from God myself. Psalm 147 verse 3 is our true focal verse for this week. And it's one that I have printed out many times. I have quoted many times. I have it as part of our weekly challenge this week. I mean, I've got it everywhere because I feel like all of us should memorize it, internalize it, and use it in the midst of ministering to others. It's Psalm 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. And I claim that on behalf of you. If you are walking around with a broken heart, I claim for you that God will heal your broken heart and bandage your wounds. That he will comfort you in your troubles so that you will be able to comfort others. Jesus himself, as he walked on this earth, he experienced grief. One of the things that God was just kind of popping into my mind over the last few days is it's very possible that one of the most difficult personal grief experiences regarding the death of a loved one that Jesus experienced is not noted in Scripture. What do you think I mean? Well, from all that we've been able to gather outside of the scriptures that we claim as God's inspired word, there's evidence that Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, did not live until Jesus was in adulthood. I wonder what that grief experience looked like. And some of you might say, well, he wasn't his biological father. But he was his father with skin on. He was the one who raised the Son of God. 
for whatever time that he was allowed to be in Jesus' life. Jesus experienced the death of an earthly father, more than likely. Jesus experienced the death of his cousin. Jesus has been told that John the Baptist has not only been, has died, but he's been beheaded in this horrific act because he stood up against the sin in the kingdom. Jesus has heard the news and Matthew 14, 13 says, As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus wanted to get away and process. Process what had happened to his cousin. But the crowds wouldn't let him. Sometimes in our own grief, others clamor for our attention. And it makes it hard to process. It makes it hard to get away and just allow God to love on you and to heal your heart because you've got so many other people demanding your attention. It causes me to remember the one line from a Reba song back in the day. I guess the world didn't stop from my broken heart. And some of you know exactly what that feels like. Jesus understood and understands. Jesus experienced that. Here he has found out about this horrific crime that has been done against his cousin. And he can't even get away for a few minutes to be able to just try to begin to process. And you may say, well, he was the son of God. He knew that John would, he would see John again. Yes, he did. But that didn't mean that he didn't hurt in those moments. You know, sometimes when someone has faith, I mean true faith, where you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you know that if you died this very moment, your eternity is secure. And you can say the same for your loved one. You know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are in no pain. Hallelujah. But that does not mean that your heart is not broken. That does not mean that you don't stare at the door waiting on them to come in. That does not mean you don't accidentally pick up the phone and try to call them. In this world, you are going to miss them. Jesus missed his cousin. Jesus experienced that. Where we also see Jesus experiencing grief is a very famous story, and that would be the raising of Lazarus. The very the shortest verse in all of the Bible, many of you know, is Jesus wept. That's contained in John 11, Verse 35. But Jesus comes upon the scene. Jesus knows what he's going to do. He knows that he's going to raise Lazarus from death. But he walks in and these people who he loved, being Mary and Martha and maybe others that he also had had interactions with. Of course, Jesus loved them all because he was Jesus. But he had had personal relationships with them. And here he sees them 
absolutely beside themselves over the death of Lazarus. And yes, he knows that he is going to raise him from the dead. But that does not mean that his heart was not pricked. In other words, he knows there's going to be a day, in, in that case very soon, where their pain was going to subside. But in that moment, he allowed himself to experience the pain. John 11, 33-35, when Jesus saw her weeping, and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. We won't talk about the anger and, and what is assumed that that might be as a result of. Um, the most obvious is the fact that what Satan does with the whole introduction of sin into the world has brought about the pain that we experience when it comes to grief. We're going to talk one week about the giant of death specifically. Huh. Yeah, that will be a week as well. But for this one, I want to focus on your heart. I want to focus on the fact that God heals broken hearts and binds up wounds. Each of us know people who have experienced loss upon loss, or they've experienced losses that cause people to stop and stare. You know exactly what I mean. Where you look at someone and your mouth, like you just don't know what to say. You have no idea how to bring comfort in that situation because what they have just been told or what you've just learned is a loss that you have no words to comfort. And thankfully, hopefully God will keep your mouth shut as opposed to Job's supposed friends. They comforted Job in his grief for the first seven days because they sat with him and they didn't try to talk. And when they opened their mouths, it just didn't work out well. You know of times where you've experienced that of trying to help another as well as probably times in your own life where you have experienced pain, not just because of the death of your loved one, but also because of what someone tried to do to comfort you. But we all know people who have survived loss upon loss or one particular loss that just, you just shake your head. You're like, how in the world is that person still standing? I know the people in my life who have experienced those particular type of losses. And each of the ones that I personally know, they love Jesus. And even though they do not understand exactly why God chose to take their loved one or loved ones home at the time he did, in the manner that he did, they have this incredible faith. And even though their grief is so deep, 
God's grace is deeper still. All of us have heard, I would think, about the Oklahoma City bombing that happened many years ago. But there's a story from that that I didn't know about. There's a memorial, and there's one special spot in that memorial. It's the Oklahoma City Survivor Tree. Have you heard about this? So it's an American elm that was surrounded by a parking lot that was filled with burning vehicles when the dastardly deed was done on April 19, 1995. It survived the impact of the explosion and became known as the survivor tree, an important symbol of resilience to the family members of those killed, survivors, rescue workers, and people around the country. Photos of the tree date back to the 1920s when it stood in the backyard of a family's home. After the explosion, this tree look pitiful. I've seen the pictures. And yet the tree now flourishes and has become a sign of resiliency to all who visit. Why did that tree survive? The final memorial design included this important promontory. Because the roots of the tree ran so deep, the promontory was put on piers so that there would be no damage to the tree's root system. Each pier was hand dug by Bays, who is a part of uh, the group that take care of the tree, and the construction crew. The design also included an aeration and irrigation system underneath the promontory, which permits the air and water to get underneath the tree's roots. The state-of-art system allows the tree to receive the appropriate amount of water and air to keep it growing for years to come. It's become a symbol of human resilience. You can now even purchase your own part of the tree so that you can plant the tree in your own yard. Uh, for years, they had given out um, the saplings. They started out with those that were directly affected by the tragedy. And then they had been giving them out to whoever would want to come to the commemorations each year. But then now you can go on their website, uh, OklahomaNationalMemorial.org, you can go on their website and you can even purchase so that you will have this symbol of survivorship possibly in your own yard. But it's not as much about the, the tree. We know that. It's the picture of resiliency that you see in that tree. That tree had been through a lot in its 70-something years of life. It had been blown to and fro by probably many tornado, tornado, I guess I was going to say tornadic, winds over the years. And it had grown strong. And when the explosion happened, it was rocked. Just like grief has 
rocked you. It looked, it looked as though it would not survive. And yet now it flourishes. Partially because of dedicated professionals who have made sure that it had what it needed. You may very well have people in your life who the reason you are surviving has a lot to do with them being by your side. Someone mentioned today in the midst of their grief process that God has given them people with skin to walk alongside them. And Lord willing, you've been privileged to have some of those. But even if not, God never left you. So as we end our talk on this giant of grief, how does your giant of grief stand in front of the Lord of Heaven's armies? Jesus experienced grief as he walked on this earth. He understands. God heals the brokenhearted and binds up or bandages our wounds. Are you ready to look at your giant, to not be in denial, to not try to just look away? I'm, I'm not going to talk about this person. I'm not going to, I'm going to hide all the pictures. I'm. That's not healthy. Of all weeks, that I am strongly encouraging you. If you have questions or concerns, please reach out to me. Encouraging others and loving Jesus at gmail.com. This is what I do for a daily. This is, it's so much a part of who I am. I would love the opportunity to help you deal with your giant of grief. Reach out to me. Reach out to someone you trust. Reach out to professionals. Reach out. As uh, we close out, what my encouragement for you this week, our weekly assignment feature, is to meditate daily on this truth that he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. And just see what God will do in your heart. When you take your eyes off of your giant of grief and you place them squarely on the Lord of Heaven's armies who heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Just like the other giants, it's not healthy to deny that there is an issue. It's not healthy. David didn't just try to ignore Goliath. David looked over and thought, hmm, okay. Well, we got a giant, he's got a mouth, but I stand for the Lord of Heaven's armies, and that giant pales in comparison. So many times we spend so much time staring at our giants, or trying to run away from our giants, that we don't get proper perspective and see that the Lord of Heaven's armies who heals the brokenhearted and binds up our wounds. 
is not only willing, but is able to accomplish that in your heart. And that he comforts you in your troubles so that you will be able to comfort others with the comfort you receive. I ask you, do you know of someone who could benefit from listening to this particular podcast? You know, it's free to listen and it's definitely free to share. You can click the share button on any platform, whether you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or the Podbean site itself. Share with others and pray for them. Pray that God will heal their broken hearts and bind up their wounds so that they will experience God in a deeper way as they walk alongside Him and that they may also experience relationships true relationships in this beautiful place we call life. As we sign off for this week, just remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm -hmm.